you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 93 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. As you just heard, it's available on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Getting ready for the games now, rank week three coming up. Let me say hello to you. I'm so excited oh, about geez. I jumped right over saying hello to you. The man <laughs> seated to my immediate right, ready to break it down here from NFL.com and NFL Network. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, Appreciate sure. You. Of course. And anytime I'm here in the Dave Damashek uh, Podcast Center, Studio 66 and NFL Network. It's a great day. And depending on when you're listening to this uh, to this podcast, you could, you should be on the lookout at NFL.com. Matter of fact, whenever you're listening to it, be on the lookout for the latest edition of Sheck to the Future. Red oh, yeah. Hot is that DeLorean. Rank and I, if you aren't familiar, we jump into the DeLorean at, tw- at the tail end of every work week, jump ahead just slightly into the future to next Tuesday morning to see. We take all the guesswork out of it. We see who's going to win all the biggest games. Red Hot Rank, what are we? Do we did we clean sweep last week? Do we have the Falcons? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we're we are perfect last 11, week. We missed only 11 one. and one. Eleven and one. All right. And and it should be pointed out. I don't want to toot our horn too much, but toot toot. We picked the St. Louis FC to upset the Washington Redskins. That was pretty good. That, that no one saw Sam Bradford doing that. I mean, that's the biggest uh, Rams news since Dieter Brock took them to the oh, NFC my. title game. All right, I got that one in there. There's your Hold Dieter on. Brock drop. Hold on. That's not accurate because it's two different franchises. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I forget that you refused to acknowledge oh, that the Rams still, in St. Louis well are still done. the same franchise. But well done, David. Took it all. Took it all out. Speaking of California, see, Rank is a California native, and so therefore he refuses to acknowledge that the Rams, once they moved to St. Louis, continued to exist here. Yeah. And speaking of California, a guy who actually played football for not one but two California teams here in NFL and then played his college ball also – and most importantly, our new pal on the NFL Fantasy Live, and most important of all, a swell fella. So I said, we got to get him in studio here already, in spite of his uh, his uh, propensity to wag his finger while he's making a point right in my face, which I don't uh, like. It's disrespectful to me. I've threatened that finger. Yeah. What? It's going to get broken. It's Boy. Akbar Baja Biamila. Nice. Say, I like Wait. how you say it better. What, with the Nigerian accent or with the American accent? I like the Nigerian accent. Akbar Bajagbia Mila. I love that. That yeah. sounds good. Bajagbia Mila. Can you pop your lips like that? No. Bajagbia Mila. Isn't it weird that when you have an accent, like, you know, that if you learn to speak English, sure. but, you're, but you're raised in Spain, <laughs> that you still have your Spanish accent when you speak English? Isn't that an odd thing that, we, that the way you learn to form words... It sticks with you. It's hardwired. You know what? You know, this probably is a little bit too much, but it's it's formed in the thalamus. The thalamus mm-hmm. is in the brain. It's kind of like the DVR of the brain. And so it remembers everything from the tongue muscles to all that stuff. So that, I, that, I guess that is kind of weird. My dad, I mean, it's been here forever, but he still speaks English it's with a mu- strong accent. Right. It's a muscular thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, all right, listen, don't don't come in here with your highfalutin nonsense <laughs> oh, right out I'm of the sorry, gate. We're I'm here sorry, to talk football, oh, Akbar. Not thalamus? I mean, just to say, because I'm Nigerian myself, but we do, we're taught to speak English as well growing up. Not Spanish, not anything else. Thank you. We speak English. Black tie, but how how long did you speak? (laughs) What what was your first language then? English. English English is my first and only language, actually. Really? Oh, is that right? So that's the only, well, you said, (laughs) well, you just said black tie. People would come away from this if I didn't call you on it. People might think that you actually speak two languages. We also learn English. Well, you didn't learn we, the first I, one. I think we just like the perception of uh, people thinking that we speak two languages. It makes <laughs> you look a little bit more educated. <laughs> it did sound pretty good. Like, we also have been taught this. Like, <laughs> yeah, in addition to like, what? what no, oh, nothing language? else there, Black <laughs> oh, That was it. <laughs> All right, listen. Akbar, let's talk about uh, some things. There are a lot of things I wanted to get you in here for, though. Specifically, I, you know, you and I were kibitzing the other day. And I think this is a because Rank and I, the 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 conceit of this very podcast and my entire existence here at the NFL is that I'm a fan. You know, I, I've been sure. my, where people always say, where's your, where's your credibility? Why should anybody listen to you about anything, uh, uh, Damashek? And my response is because I've been watching faithfully with with bizarre obsession for decades now. That's my credibility. And, and by the way, just as, as good. Yeah, well, listen, if you played, or as you did in the NFL, you played for the Raiders and the Chargers. We'll talk about that in a second. It, it, you know, the, but it's it's you know it's a thing that you see on every network that talks football or any other sport. It's got to be whether well, they had to have played or coached, or else why would anybody listen to them? Because if the players or coaches who are talking could do could tell me who's going to win every game, well, then all right, then I'll listen to you. Otherwise, why why is their opinion more credible than mine? Um but anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about that. But I do have certain perceptions as a guy who's on the outside. You've been in the locker rooms, absolutely. And so I think let's play a little something called inside out. 
Inside out. Okay, I like that. Inside out. Inside out. So, because you're on the inside. So, tell me, tell me what you, tell me what you think from the outside, or it should be outside in, or inside out. Probably Hmm. better. But that, we'll, we'll, we'll ponder on that later. I like inside out, though. Okay. Well, right. well, well that's what we are calling it. So, okay. so oh, I can't change it like, as if I have the authority. Well, if you, listen, if that's <laughs> your pleasure, this is Studio 66, and this is the Dave Damashek football program. So I, so your power is somewhat limited here. Okay. But let's talk about this, though. The first question. Here's I'll throw out, and Rank, you do the same. Okay. Something that I perceive to be the case, and now you as a player tell me if I'm right or wrong okay. about it. This is the big one. I feel in 2012, because of free agency and everything else, that I, as a fan, somebody who's rooted for the same team my entire lifetime, cares about the result of, uh, of how my team does week in and week out, season after season, more than a guy playing on that team. That's false. That's false. Everything involved with playing the game has everything to do with your bank account, your family, how you raise a family, and then your passion. And I think to me, the biggest part was that, I mean, hopefully my wife and kids aren't listening to that, but uh, I think the biggest part is that it's your passion because you can take everything else out, just scale everything down and bring it down to passion. And when you go out there and you play that game, it means a lot to you. It says a lot about you. It represents you just like your nose and your eyes and your DNA represents who you are. So uh, I think players care about the game more so than the fans do. I Wait agree. With, let, me, like- let, me, I, uh, let me just say, in response to that, what, if I'm not mistaken, you're saying as an individual, your pride and your professional dignity and so on. Yes, I'm talking about the team, though. I'm talking about that I want – listen, I grew up in Pittsburgh, PA, was going to games as an adolescent and have always – rooted for the Steelers. Oh, I got I want I, 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 I want saying. that team. It matters more to me that the team be successful. So I understand long, where you're coming yeah, from. So, so long as the team writes the paycheck, because the minute they write you off, and I think you're right, the fans in that case, in that situation, I misunderstood. The fans in that case do care about the team more so than the player. Unless you are Brett Favre, well, maybe not even Brett Favre, but maybe. Apparently Brett. not. Yeah, he, he he cared so much about the Packers' history that he was willing to turn his back on it and go right. play for a division foe. You you have to be a player who spent your entire – you know what? My brother would be a perfect example of that. He is a Packers fan, and he's he stays out there, grew up in Los Angeles, lives in Green Bay. He won't leave there. You couldn't do anything to pull him away. He's an anomaly. But the majority of guys, look, if you're writing the check for me, I'm with you. I'll say everything right in front of the media. But as soon as you turn your back on me, I'm done with you, too. And great KGB, everything. in case people are, yeah. didn't uh, oh, pick up on that. Oh, yeah, right. the, yeah great, sure. uh, the great Packer who won, uh, who won a ring with Brett Favre and company fans way are, back when. Fans are loyal to the, to the team. It's the personnel, the different faces that come in and out of it. So players don't care about the different faces because when you leave the game, which is, which is hard, and when you leave a particular team – you're written off. You're written off. I mean, don't ask to come back in unless you're one of the greats. And, you know, those, those few and far in between there. But if you're one of the greats, hmm. then, yeah, you get total access. If I go back over to the charger and say, hey, let me let me sit up in uh, your, uh, your your meeting room and hang out with you guys. Like, Akbar, you need to get a pass. Uh, a pass? What, what, what happened to all my sweat and tears and, and all that? You know, so, yeah, they don't care. Mm, that's an interesting perspective. I think that so I, you're I, saying so. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so you're saying so. Last year, Tom Brady loses a Super Bowl. He doesn't care. He's like, oh, my wife Giselle. I've got millions of dollars. Meh. 
whatever. We lost the game. It doesn't seem like a big a deal. Well, it's not that the game doesn't mean a a whole lot to the players. It means a lot, I believe, more so than the players. But when you're talking about the team, which is different, the team will turn their back on you as soon as something goes wrong. And so you can't involve yourself emotionally with the team. Otherwise, you'll get set up and it becomes a trap. Does it matter to you when you meet that when you so, so no you play? Intended. We don't have the sting of Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's no a pun. trap. I'm. I, but th- this is something that's fascinating to me. That of course, like I say, you know, I'm living and dying more. And rank says the Super Bowl. That's a great example. Tom Brady, and we see Rob Gronkowski dancing. Sure. Hours after, probably it had a few. He's got the bum ankle. He's a 22, 23-year-old kid. I don't begrudge him doing that, by the way, of course, and there happened to be. I'm sure that has gone on forever. Obviously, Max McGee, before the Super Bowl, before Super Bowl one, one went out and threw on a good drunk and then went out and caught a couple of touchdowns in the Super Bowl. These people are human beings, after all. But I, but I can't get away from the fact that I almost feel like a chump. You almost... The, the players and coaches I talk to, I almost feel like a chump being a guy who's living and dying with the game more Why? than – Because if you're a Patriots fan, if okay. you're – if you you know, whatever, you make uh, – I don't know, you make 40 grand a year and you, and you obsessively – you save up and you go to one game a year and then every other game you watch all 15 and you live and die with how things go and you get to the Super Bowl and then you lose a heartbreaker, it ruins the next two months of your life. It really does. It right. really – it, it – it, for for better or worse, it affects in a weird way your self esteem. Even I mean, a place like Pittsburgh, that you know that the, they always attach that blue collar thing to it, which is kind of phony. It's more of a white collar place now. But anyway, so the, from the outside perspective, you don't think it affects the players the same way? I feel no. like they're able to let it go more easily not because sure. of the human factors, not, not, which are that they're much more well off and they they have better no, looking no, no, people no, the, to go the, the home money, to and everything else. Has, the money has nothing to do with it. At that point, it gets back to my first point, which is, as a player, you put your masterpiece out every single day. You play the game on the brink of disaster. You want to display who you are. You want to display what God has given you, what is baked into your DNA as far as being that player. And when you go out there and you, your team uh, drops a bomb, you're a family unit. So we're sold. We're It's ingrained. We're our family. I mean, we're brothers. I mean, maybe... You know, it's getting a little too graphic here, but we take showers together. We eat together. We fly on the same plane together. We we roommate together. So when you go out there, it hurts. You know, I was watching. Don't judge me here. I was watching the Oprah sh- uh, show or the own network. And I saw Dwayne Wade, <laughs> Chris Bosh, oh, <laughs> Chris, Chris Bosh. And they were talking about losing that championship uh, two years ago and how much that hurt where LeBron said he had the, the full-on beard going on. I mean, he locked himself up. Dwayne Wade said, I don't want to talk to anybody in a dark room, just watch movies and drinking whatever they were drinking because they were depressed. I mean, it hurts. Can you imagine wherever you go? And this was the case for me playing with the Raiders. Wherever you go, man, you guys lost. Man, you guys lost. Like, but you I had to know. be used to that. No, you don't get used to it because it's a People reflection. really do that? I, I'm surprised by that because it seems be, to me that it's all – I mean, all you get is worshipped. It's well, like people be, be genuflect honest. NFL no, players. No, oh, no. I mean, it's, hey, man, you got – come on, man. What's up with my rated man? You guys going to win, man? Come on, man. What's going on? Hmm. And it's like, man, I don't even want to go to the mall because I know I'm going to get hounded by people telling me. I was like, I know. It's like somebody come up to you if you've got a very – you've got, like, the worst case of halitosis. And someone constantly reminds you, and you can't do anything about your halitosis, you're going to feel shamed. 
you're going to feel shame. Like, oh, man, I, I don't even want to talk. You're going to feel insecure. And that's what it feels like for a player. That's interesting because, like I say, I mean, maybe my experience is, you know, growing up in a place where the Steelers are, are just about God level. There's not much, uh, you know, pe- pe- people aren't generally taking shots at them. All right, that's a great subject, and there's more meat on that bone. But in the name of moving it on to something more topical, what is it that Rank and I are missing? Rank and I are probably two of the biggest critics of one Mr. Peyton Manning um, on the face of the earth. Why Why is it so difficult for anyone who is attached to the game to criticize this guy when he has one Super Bowl ring? He has one ring that came against Rex Grossman. What am I missing? I Fine, he's a coach on the field, whatever. Listen, the fact of the matter is we saw it on Monday night once again. He can be had. He can be duped. Yes, he is clever. It's a chess match. But the guy who, when the guy has his number, the defensive coordinator, whether it was Belichick a decade ago or even Mike Smith on Monday night, guys can figure him out and figure out ways to trip him the Chargers up. Chargers do that. Yeah. Well, so, so what so, gives? What is the thing can, with Peyton Manning? Can I digress for a second? Please. Well, you were on hey, that. Just, you were on the 2006 Chargers, right? Yes. You guys beat. You ended their perfect season. Who, uh, the who's perfect season? The Colts perfect season. Yes, that's right. Yes, okay. the 2000 season. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as I digress to this, I'm going to ask you a question, but you got to be quick. Mm-hmm. You can't think about it. Best basketball player ever, Michael Magic Jordan. Johnson. See, see, you, you know, it's funny. You say Michael Jordan is almost by default because there's this myth that goes around that. Now, I believe along the same line as Adam does. Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant are in the are in the conversation. I think so and, too. And so, but people don't think that because no one wants to dare step out and say. Kobe Bryant or Magic Johnson. Everybody wants to point to the ring or whatever it is because he's got the shoe brand or whatever. I think the same thing carries over to Peyton Manning. I mean, you see what he does. You see how great he is. You see the mechanics. You see the kind of work. You can't take for granted that a Peyton Manning comes along every once in a while, every 40 to 50 years. And so we're not going to see another one until we're, you and I are old. And it's hard to criticize somebody that good because you're going to look at your body of work and go, even with two Super Bowl rings, three Super Bowl rings, my body of work collectively outside of the championship, as far as skills, raw skills, and the mental aspect of the game, is never going to be close to Peyton Manning. He is a clever guy, and you said it right. He's very smart. And that people think because you play quarterback, you're automatically smart. Oh, yeah, you're quarterback, you're smart. Not every player is smart. A lot of guys have to go with the check with me system where they're checking with the uh, coaches to make some of the adjustments. He can do all that. If you saw that drive. Uh, Who's the, the dumbest quarterback oh, you played with? Oh, boy. Jamar uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh I'm not going to call anybody I, dumb. Are you um, okay? Cause yeah, you... I just coughed up Russell. <clears throat> or something. In my, I had phlegm in my uh, throat there. But, um, but. I don't even know. What was I saying? Uh, you, you caught me on that. I had, I'm sorry. I had phlegm in my throat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were you were going into how smart Peyton yeah, Manning yeah, is. But, yeah, but Peyton Manning is just so smart. And you saw in on the Monday night game how he led that drive. I, at one point, waved off Coach Fox. I'm like, I'm leading this drive. I see something. And he just started dissecting the defense. And not every player can do that. A lot of pl- players, in fact, I would probably say 98% of the quarterbacks in the National Football League would be scared to lead a drive like that on their own. All right, listen, I get the whole swagger thing, and all his teammates clearly respect him, but the but the inability to acknowledge the fact that the guy has been in the league for a long time and has one ring and has been on a lot of good teams. This the Talk about the Michael Jordan, the default, what well, you don't want to say. The, the, a, a common rhetoric you hear is, 
Well, they the the Colts never have had a defense. They've had plenty of good defenses sure with Peyton have. Manning. Yeah. So so that's Hokum when people say that. And you know we can have a game of who's a better quarterback right now. Aaron Rodgers I'd rather have than him. Tom Brady I'd rather have. Ben Roethlisberger I'd rather have. That's a big one. Ben Roethlisberger, oh, how dare you put Ben Roethlisberger in the conversation. Hey, he's gotten to ben two Super Bowls. Yeah. He's won two Super Bowls, been to three, and he's played behind a lousy offensive but, line. But you, Let's see Peyton Manning play you, behind but, a crummy old line. Because it's such the ultimate team sport, I don't know that you can just automatically bestow that this person is better than Peyton Manning because he won two Super Bowls or he won X amount of Super Bowls. Peyton Manning is a real talent. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm sitting here searching in my head to to bring up an example outside of football, so we can get away from the actual sensitive uh, subject of Peyton Manning and bring it home to where you can say, look, pound for pound, who is a better quarterback? X X out the Super Bowl. Who's a better quarterback? If you had to go, all right, let's X that. Let's X that out. Dan Marino's better than Peyton Manning. You're nuts. You think that? You're what nuts. about John Elway? You're, you're and who nuts. do I, I listen? John Elway. Here's the thing with I'm going John Peyton Elway. Manning and Dan, Mar- Dan Marino's known for obviously having the quick release. Mm-hmm. He can gun it out. He's a slinker. Peyton Manning is a better quarterback. Wait, we're just assuming we're just Joe Montana's the best, and we're not going to acknowledge him. I'm going Montana one. Montana's. He he might fall into that myth legend. I think what? he falls into that myth legend. I, I I say Peyton Manning is better than Joe Montana, and I know people is probably gonna blow up my Twitter now, Twitter saying that Akbar, you, you've gone off the deep end. But uh, Peyton I, Manning was better than Joe Montana. Yes. No. Yes. He had a better surrounding crew. He had no, Taylor. No. He had, what? It's, he had uh, Reggie Jerry Rice. Wayne, Marvin Harrison, and you're gonna compare those guys to Jerry Weiss. I, I always. Well. I mean, come on. I mean, no, 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 no. I always say this too, and I know Dave's already got the drops of this lead oh up. Boy. It's not going to be. No, no, no. I grew up, and it was the 49ers and the Rams. And you went 21 on 21. I will contend that the Rams were just as talented as the 49ers. Maybe a little bit more so, especially on defense. Some of those years when Kevin Green started coming on, mm-hmm. but there was something about there's Joe Montana. Going against Jim Everett, going against Dieter Brock, going against all the other curtain jerkers and mid-card jobbers at the Rams, Burt Jones, all the guys that we are putting out there at quarterback, that you you cannot have watched those games and been like, you know what, Montana's not that good. No, no, I'm not saying Montana's not good. So I I don't want anyone but to walk he, away from no, this. No, 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 it's all relevant. But, but, but he, won, yes. he won two Super Bowls before Jerry Rice ever got there, okay? So you can't say, oh, it was a great okay, cast let, of characters. Let, let, let's just put it like you're a general manager. I have given you $2 billion American dollars. All Thank right? you. You have your own franchise. You have your own team. I've you're sold the it. You're the 33rd team. I just sold it. You're the 33rd team in the, in the NFL, and you're also the general manager. And you have to put with Peyton Manning in his prime, Joe Montana in his prime, who do you go with? I would have taken Joe Montana of his Kansas City years. Over I would take Montana, Elway, Marino. Brady, that's off the top of my head. Over, uh, uh, over. How, Johnny how, how Unitas. Do you, how do you, ju- how do you I like, justify here, Let me this? tell you why. Let me tell you, you why. Here's, this? here's the thing. You can, you, you can make a straw man argument by saying, well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, so how important is that ring? Does that make Trent Dilfer better than Dan Marino? I'm Doug not making, Williams won one, too. It's circumstantial, yes. Brad of course Johnson and Eli Manning's won, right. too. I get all that, that, that of course, you, if you, you, can, you can take some exceptions that prove the rule. But when it comes down to it, in the big moments, when, you know, everybody, I, 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 I buy the parody argument over the last quarter century or 30 years that there's some outliers that are 
that that break the curve because they're so good. There's always a team or two every season that you know is that fourteen and two, thirteen and three. And then there's some real bum teams, but in the middle, it, it, it there it, you know it's fairly close. I think with almost every other team. And give me the guy who is the winner in the clutch. Elway pulls it out. Elway, you know his naysayers. Oh, Dan a lot, Marino, pulled a lot of naysayers. Agree, agree. Well, but a lot of naysayers. Yes, a lot of naysayers would tell you that. Well, the the Broncos, Elway had to pull those games out because he was so lousy in the first half. Roethlisberger, same thing. You would put him the same way that he's he's crummy, he's inconsistent. But when the game's on the line. Give me the guy that's going to pull it out. Here's the way I always look at it. It's not if you're starting a franchise who's the one QB you want. I always look at it this way. If you have one game, you have to win this game. This is a playoff game. Your season ends if you don't win it. There are a lot of guys I take over Peyton Manning because he's thrown away a lot of games. He's He's injured near so many drives. I mean, in the Monday Night Football game, I think John Gruden even alluded to the the drive that he uh, engineered against the Buccaneers when he, in fact, Mm -hmm. the drive that got him fired that he believes. And so when you think, that's just one game. I mean, he's done that throughout his entire career. But has he done it in January, Akbar? No, a lot of other guys have. There are a lot of other guys who've done that. And if that's how you're judging him, then so be it. We're not talking about the same thing. If you're saying who's won more championships, who's been to the Super Bowl more, then get Peyton Manning the heck out of this conversation. He doesn't belong. But when you're talking about better, if you ask me a purist who is a better quarterback, who is a better, I'm going to tell you my opinion, and it's going to be Peyton Manning. Okay, well, that's uh, that's And you got to believe in evolution because the, the quarterbacks have evolved. The game has become more complex. Joe Montana never saw the schemes that that Peyton Manning. You think Joe Montana would have succeeded in that type of scheme? What we saw last night where they're going back and forth. It, you said, what'd you say earlier? It was a chess match. He perfected Boy. a brand new offense that people weren't running when he when Bill Walsh implemented the, the, the West Coast offense. Had, it, well, the defense hadn't evolved that way. They weren't to doing say a lot that of he would, Yeah, but if he would have grown up playing, you know, the kids now playing in the spread in high school and things like that. Yeah, you put Joe Montana. He's not, if you drop him in like it's Terminator and you drop him from the sky and he hasn't, you know, had the same benefits so of the, growing the, up with there, this kind of stuff. A, he would have, he's hardwired for that. Yeah, there's the evolution factor. All right. So, Black Tie, sorry. Good spirited conversation, but Black Tie had to step in and call yeah, it off. No, there. That's, what, just, that's why he's, he's not Black Tie anymore. That's why he's black and white tie now. That's why you might not know this. This guy apparently just don't like Peyton Manning. I don't that's, know what he ever did no, to him. Sorry. I don't dislike it's not, him. It's, it's, that, it's, it's, it's that. It's because Archie comes to the game. That's what it is. Because it is Archie the, is still it is, it is the notion is that, that it? it is yeah. that it that shame the devil if you ever speak bad about Peyton Manning as though he's never messed up in a game. You know, like well, yeah, hey, tip of the hat to him for for taking the taking the he, bullets on the what? Monday night game. He's he you know unlike Jay Cutler or anybody else yelling at their teammates. Peyton Manning spent plenty of time yelling at his teammates visibly with, with their it videos. Is? He blamed. Remember, remember when the Steelers went into Indy and beat them when they were what were they uh, fourteen and two that year, thirteen and three. He blatantly blamed it on the offensive. All right, listen, black tie is right. Black and white tie is blowing the whistle. He wants this to be done, but Akbar. But it is a big thing about his dad. I like, think that this is good stuff. I hope this is just the beginning of a new segment yeah, that we're calling uh, Inside yeah, we, and Out. Yeah, we need to follow up. We need to do it to be continued. We're going to do a lot of. Yeah. Well, it'll be myth or rea- or, or, or reality. Yeah, that's it. Out. I like it. I'm going to say here's my out? outside no, perspective. No, inside out. No, in inside out. out. I'm hungry. In and out was yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm hungry. Yeah. Also, a, a halfway decent Kevin Klein movie about uh, about coming out of the closet. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, yes. One more question. Black Tie uh, reminds me. Your pal, Namdi, didn't have the greatest game. 
I happen to think that this Eagles defense is for real this year, and I think they're going to prove it this Sunday. I think we're really going to see that that's when people do. How are the Eagles 2-0 and as bad as they've been? The defense is the answer to that, and I think we're going to see it this weekend. How say you? I, I, I'm right with you. In fact, if you look at the, our expert picks, I have the Eagles going all the way to the Super Bowl and winning. Oh. Winning the Super Bowl. And I believe – I believe dearly in the Super uh, in the Super Bowl champs, the Philadelphia Eagles, because their defense is strong. And I think when you talk about Namdi, a lot of people, you know, in the Twitter sphere and all over and in blogs are talking about is Namdi still the best cornerback in, in the National Football League? Yeah, he got beat. I mean, so if you play the game long enough, close to ten years, somebody's going to pull one on you. And that time Why he got Kobe Jones. Yeah, but he got caught. And so what happened is, from a technique standpoint, you know. He's so used to using his go-go, we call them go-go gadget arms, to stalemate people at the line of scrimmage and then still be able to play off coverage and play man. That's what he's been good at for a long time. And that time he just got caught lunging. But that doesn't mean that Jacoby Jones is a Well, last question. Last question for you on that, and then we'll let you go, Akbar. Yes. Does Namdi, you're in contact with him. I know you're not going to pull the curtain back completely on this. But does Namdi, in hindsight, does he regret the decision to go to Philly? Should he have gone to, he could have gone to Dallas last year, been a big difference maker. They certainly would have won the NFC East. Baltimore was in the mix. Uh, Dallas was in the mix. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he made the right decision. But does he think he made the right decision? Oh, absolutely. He likes it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, he believes strongly that this this will be a good year for them. All right. Very good. All right. Akbar Baja Biamila. Say it, say it the right way, though. I like Baja Biamila. I could never do it. I could. I, 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 I think you had it right. Try it try, try again. Oh, I didn't have it yeah. right? Go. Try Baja Biamila. No, no, no. You're almost there. Say, yeah, one, say, one, one see, that's time. how my dad used to do it. My dad would go, no, no. Dad, how, how do you say Baja Biamila? No, Baja Biamila. No, Baja Dad, am I ever going to get it right? Baja Biamila. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see if you can get it right the next episode that we have you in here. Akbar, good start to the podcast. Hopefully, like I say, the start of uh, a beautiful marriage. Thank say you the last very much. Again. Baja Biamila. Strong. Thank you. See, that's a, that man. That's the Americanized pronunciation, but I think I'm nailing it. All right, there he goes. The great Akbar. Thanks for the time, fellow. Thank you. Rank. I like this Akbar. I like He's him good. a lot. I like. We, we you didn't we, like him at first when we started, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, what I didn't like was he and I actually have only done one show Is together, right? one, one NFL Fantasy Live program, and. It's jarring, you know, because they like when you're sitting out there mm-hmm. doing the show. The producer's always in your ear about time, you know. Somebody right. like somebody like uh, worse, like yours truly worse than tends to time, prattle. Ten- it's interesting on a podcast which really doesn't have a proper out time. You know, right. you can basically, go, if you wanted to make a six-hour podcast, you could. It's just who would listen to it after a certain amount of time. That's the premise under which black tie operates and i get where his head is on that but when you're on when it's tv there is a finite amount of time per segment so they're always like hey wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up so that produces anxiety on the part of the producers who then say make your point and get out so it's sort of um it's hard for it to be real loose and just talk until you're finished making your point and interrupt other people you can't really do that Mm -hmm. but one day i was talking about about randy moss a couple of weeks ago and how Randy Moss is soon to be on the scrap heap along with his two pals, Chad 85 and T.O. 
And as I tried to continue on with my point, Akbar interrupted me with a finger wag and said, oh, yeah. whoa, 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 don't you dare include him in that group. That, he doesn't. Randy Moss does not belong in that group. And he shouted me down. I was stunned for a moment, I don't mind telling you. Right. But mainly because of the finger wag, which I didn't appreciate. I thought I it was know. bad etiquette, and it will be dealt with at some point soon. If you're a regular viewer of NFL Fantasy Live, uh, I've threatened that finger on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. And he's he's on the verge of getting a super kick. He so thinks what are we he's doing? Are we now talking about can... the guy who was just in here? Yes. I can I've told this, sort of like, I was trying to black tie. I was launching I've, a new segment. I've, I've told them this to my face. I'm I've, saying he was, I've just, threatened he, he was just in here a second ago. You yes. could have said all this. I said it ago. to him. I've said oh. it to him. Black tie. I said it to him at the very top of it. First of all, don't act like now that he's out the door. Yeah. I'm, I'm safe and now I'm willing look to who, speak. Look who becomes the RBA once he leaves. I Let me just say something to you. I'm more than happy. I was trying for the greater good of the Dave Damashek football program to launch a successful first go-round of what I hope will be a segment. That was my focus. Because of, Why? Because Damashek's a pro. Now, when it t- comes time to deal with the personal matter of the finger-wagging, it shall be dealt with, rest assured. But for questioning me, here's a little sneak preview of what Akbar's got coming at him. Jerk! Taste the blaster. Don't do that to me, black That's tie. messed up. Who do you think you are? It is messed up that you, you jumped in well, there. Oh, I'm Nigerian, Dude. and I speak two languages just like Akbar, except I don't really speak two languages. I yeah. only speak one. What a that, That's what was ridiculous. That's They also teach us English. That's offensive. In addition to nothing. <laughs> what, what, uh, when you say they also do something, that implies that there's a first thing there. That there was a first language it's in It's offensive there. to me. It's like the guys when you are – somebody will assume something like, hey, you were the guy who, who, who ran a marathon, right? And you won't correct them. That's what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. won't come out and lie. Mm-hmm. He's not going to come out and say, like, oh, no, I only speak English. Mm-hmm. But he'll say something that gives the impression that he's, he's multi-bilingual, multi, multi-bilingual, multilingual. And that's that's what's offensive. That's what hurts. That's, Sorry, that's rank actually, doesn't have the greatest command of his one and only language, but the point I'm still not comes very through. Lingual. I'm not singular <laughs> lingual. Um, all right, enough troublemaking, Black Tie. Jeez. Just tell us, please. Do you you you've started something? Are you going to tip your hat to someone out there? You're going to give a shout out. That's your new thing. So far, if you're just joining us on the uh, on the Dave Damashek football program, Black Tie has initiated a new shout out program. Two episodes ago, he gave a shout-out to bathroom attendants. Last episode, it was to toll booth workers. Who's today, Black Tie? Today, well, we should be doing this at the top of the show, by the way. It is what people should we? come to listen to. But um, shout-out today would be to DMV workers. And it's because most people actually think they're terrible people, and they're not. It's just that if you work in a government office for that long, it's going to take a toll on you. So I'm giving a shout-out to those guys because I understand their pain. I feel their pain. They're not as bad as people think. All right, that's fine. You know what's the I I should start addressing people I don't want shout outs given to. That's that, that maybe should be my new thing. I'll tell you, there's a lot of talk this week about referees. I think it's a strange motivation. What kind of person wants to be a referee? Right. Isn't that a weird w- desire? Growing up, I mean, does anybody decide? That's one of those. Are, are, when you're eight, you know what I want to do. I don't want to play the game. I, I'd rather tell I'd, other people where they're going wrong. I'd, I'd rather officiate over this. Isn't that a like weird thing? Like when you're, cho- it's probably the kids that don't get picked when you're choosing up sides, and you're like, ah, uh, you know, nobody wants me. Like, you know, I'll just be the referee then. 
I don't think, you know, Commissioner Goodell is a, for instance, all the commissioners in sports, they get booed. It probably doesn't occur to them when, oh, you're going to be in charge of the whole sport. You think, oh, cool. You know, there'll be some things I'll have to negotiate with the unions. That'll be tough. I'm sure you don't think, oh, I'm going to get booed and I won't like that. That is something that goes along with the gig, though. But if you're a referee, you know everybody's going to not like you. You know people are going to boo you. It's like wanting to be in the IRS. What about... What about the dude who was caught? He was in the his Facebook photos with him, was him in Saints gear, and he was going to wow. call a Saints gear. How excited must he have been when he finally got? Because you like you could imagine if you were a replacement referee and they said, "Hey, Dave, yeah, yeah, you're going to call the Steelers game," because you know you would eh, you might not call things straight down the line. You'd be like Earl Hebner or something, not not completely down the line, but you know. Well, uh, that's a that's a common issue for me is I don't like when referees from one conference in an interconference game, if it's Big Ten versus Pac-10, and I'm a Big Ten advocate, I don't want Big Ten refs doing it because the human instinct is people are going to think we're calling it in favor of them. Let's go against that. And, in fact, you make more calls against the conference mm. so no one can accuse you of that. All right, quickly, let's wrap it up here. Episode number 93, we honor the player who wears the number best. And in history of sport, 93 doesn't jump out to me there. Not Joel Steed. Oh, John. Nose tackle. John Randall. John Randall. Yeah, that's a uh, good the one. The big fat guy from the uh, from the Packers. Jerry. Uh, yeah. Jerry Ball was one of them. Not Jerry I, Ball. Uh, there yeah. was, no, he's with the, he was with the Lions. The guy who was dig. Uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert Brown. Sean Gilbert. Gilbert Brown. Gilbert Brown. Sean Gilbert was another guy. 93 also, the great Dougie Gilmore. Sweet Dougie. Dougie deserved a trip to the Stanley Cup Finals back in in, uh, 93. Gretzky banked one in off of the defenseman's ankle. Hat trick. That was ridiculous. Anyway, on the road. All right, well, listen, thanks to Akbar. Great stuff uh, out of him. We'll be back after week three. A reminder please go to NFL.com slash Sheck, S H E K, and check out. The new, uh, the new Sheck to the Future there, Rank and I. Red Hot 11-1 after two weeks. We're about to be, what, 17-1? Believe me, we've been to the future. We know how it turns out. Make sure you check it out. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.